Hello and welcome to the next episode of Travel, Food and Booze. Today's episode is an interview with Matt and Lucy, the owners of the application Micropub in Daybrook in Nottingham, which also happily happens to be my local. Have a listen as we chat about the good, the bad and the ugly of running your own Micropub. Welcome to the next episode of the podcast. I'm here with Matt and Lucy, the owners of the Abdication Pub in Arnold. How are you both today? Yeah, very good. Yeah, very good. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, the changeable Nottingham day, but there we go. Typical spring weather. It's not even a bank holiday yet. But, um, when I moved back to Nottingham after six years away, I was very happy to discover that this was my local. Very, very happy indeed. So, have you both been in the sort of the pub or the drinks business all your life, or was there anything before that? No, not at all, really. I did a little bar job uh, when I was at college, mm-hmm. uh, which would have been in the late late eighties. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't particularly like it. So <laughs> I've always liked beer. Um, good man. Yeah, <laughs> I've always liked good beer as well. Dabbled with home brewing for quite a long time. So, what about you, Lucy? I also had a bar job when I was about <laughs> 18. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Yeah. But yeah, that was it really. And um, yeah, well, we've both done quite a few different things over the years, but just prior to this, you'd been working in train yeah. maintenance for Siemens. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, in mental health research. So, you might not think any of those things are connected to running a micropub, but there are some areas of overlap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, transferable skills, I think they call it. Yeah. Yeah. Like we can take them anywhere. So what, what made you want to sort of give all that up then and sort of jump headfirst into a micropub? Well, we were at a point where we didn't have any financial obligations as such, did we? No, and... And we were moving from Southampton back to Nottingham, where we were both from, so it seemed like a good time to think about doing something different, maybe something for ourselves, neither of us had run a business before, Um, so yeah, I'd I'd thought about brewing for for a while, opening a microbrewery, but back at that point, we were talking about uh, 2000. 10 I suppose we'll start thinking about it mm, yeah um, there seem to be loads of micro breweries popping up um, and I just happened to go to a micro pub in Hina with my dad one of the first micro pubs okay. and it cropped up called the Marple Ale House very good place okay, um, that's one for the list highly okay. recommended <laughs> um, yeah I took my dad there and I looked around and thought, yeah, this could be something different, something something achievable. So uh, I kind of switched my focus on to opening a micropub as opposed to a microbrewery. Mm. Um, At that time, there weren't any in Nottingham. No. Um, we managed to make the move in 2012 and I think later that year the first microbub in Nottingham opened which is the Doctor's Orders which is about two miles into the city from where we are. Oh yeah just yeah. down on Karen, yeah, in Mansfield Road in yeah. Carrington. Yeah. But they were still quite a, a relatively new concept weren't they? Yeah yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah 
I suppose sort of, yeah, I mean, sort of after spending six years away, I found out now that you can't go around Nottingham without tripping over a micro brewery these days. So, yeah, no. it seems to be all over the place, which is a good thing. In definitely. Book. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. a good thing. It's a good time to be a beer drinker. Yeah. yeah. Plenty of choice for us as well. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Supplies. So, yeah. yeah. So, it sort of feeds into your business. What, what, what is your favourite beer, just out of interest? Mm. Mm. I like them all, really. All <laughs> styles. Um, I suppose the one that got me into um, real ale would be Timothy Taylor Landlord, who was my favourite back back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And maybe Summer Lightning. That was a very early, strong pale. Yeah. It was a really nice beer. We used um, to get regularly down in Hampshire. Yeah. So that's where the brewery's based. Yeah. Hot Pack Brewery. Um, White Shield as well, that was it. Mm-hmm. Well, you can still get it actually. It's a bottle conditioned beer. Nice. From uh, Worthington's, now owned by Molson Coors. <laughs> yeah. But they still brew it on a small scale. They've got, I think it's called the. Um, Kind of attached to the brewery museum. Okay, it's yeah. A smallish uh, brewery. Because I was quite pleased to sort of see that Shipston's have sort of resurrected themselves as a microbrewery as well. Because mm. they, you know, they were that was in the planning stage when I left to go to Italy. Obviously, Shipston's has been well renowned for years for having particular after effects. <laughs> 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 and I think it's kind of related to the name. But yeah, I always did like a pint of that before I went. So, when you were sort of scouting around then for, for sites to visit, how many did you go to? Probably not that many. Um, simply because there didn't seem to be that many um, potential micropubs available. Mm. It, was, it was quite tricky to find one. Um, and we wanted to do it as close to where we lived in Shearwood. Um, Sherwood prices were a little bit more expensive mm. um, and they usually got snapped up a little bit quicker um, but yeah I did I did visit a few I visited an old chapel in Netherfield Ooh, right okay <laughs> picture in piano-esque <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah and then a few, a few in Sherwood None of them were really quite right, you know. Yeah, same sort of feeling when you buy a house, you know as soon as you walk in. Yeah. Didn't you go and have a look at the place in Hocknell? Became Beer Shack. That became Beer Shack. I never actually went to look at it officially, but I saw it, you know, advertised and I went up um, and had a little look through the windows and stuff. But uh, it went off the market after that, I think. Yeah, like I say, we mainly wanted to do it as close to Sherwood as we could. Um, and then this one cropped up uh, and came down to look, and it's got loads of character, I think. You know, it's uh, Art Deco built by the home brewery across the road um, in the late 30s, mm-hmm. a listed yeah. building. Um, but the main attraction was the cellar. It's got a fantastic cellar, so essential for a pub. Yeah, <laughs> and that kind of solved one of the problems 
where do you keep your beer, you know, mm. uh, it was ideal for that. Okay, so found out that you had the, the fizz then, best way to put it, when you sort of saw this place, had everything you needed. So, the name, why, why the name then? Well, the, the rower shops was built by Home Brewery in 1937, mm-hmm. and they called it the Coronation Buildings. Yeah. So, I just flipped that really. Um, you know, a lot of pubs have got royal connection names. Um, yeah, true. And uh, I couldn't think of anything else, to be honest. <laughs> 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 it seemed seem quite unique. And, well, yeah, you came yeah. up with it, and that's pretty creative with that kind of thing, I think. And um, you, you suggested it and then went, but that probably won't work. And then we rolled it over, didn't we? Yeah. Even more. And I thought, it's really... Because, so it's connected to the building, which is kind of helpful when you're you know looking for a brand yeah exactly yeah but then um we were kind of saying and also when you've had too much to drink you abdicate responsibility <laughs> for stuff so it fits in with there and then Matt came up with this other strap line um that we've tended to stick with is uh, where beer is king mm, so good. it kind yeah, of yeah. led into that um yeah and there was no other pub called the abdication I mean like you say there's a lot of pubs with royal connections in their names mm. king something or you know yeah. queen something and in fact even it was it was a newspaper in the states that ran an article on pubs with royal names yeah, yeah. my cousin found it and we and we were <laughs> I, we were in there because we were like we had flipped the, the thing <laughs> was it the new york times or i think it might have been yeah oh my God. quite a prominent <laughs> prominent newspaper yeah i just was running this article yeah oh my god yeah, yeah. but no it's, it's, it's this is the thing that appealed to us because we spotted it when we first sort of got the boss summer mansfield right we just looked to we thought loads of character and then so we spotted the name and I think yeah the, the name was the clincher for uh-huh. us as well to be honest mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know obviously being a, a regular visitor so I've had to use the facilities and I've seen the uh, the photographs of the refit in the toilet so <laughs> how did that go then <laughs> okay not too good <laughs> um, yeah it was alright I mean we've not we didn't have any experience of doing that so I'm quite a helpful builder, um, but I'd already spent a fair bit of time on SketchUp, mm. 3D modelling, so I kind of taught myself how to use that, um, and I got quite obsessed with <laughs> doing the layout <laughs> and how we could make it work. It was pretty much the layout we've got now that I came up with. Uh, showed it to the builder and uh, we kind of worked out how we could do it mm. you know he kind of worked out how you could do the plumbing and all that you know if it was actually feasible and, uh, so that's what we went with yeah. it was um, with uh, the planning so we had to apply for a change of use because it had been a shop previously okay. the planning rules are a little bit different now in the, all the classifications so you, if it's so they've put a load of categories together that are all permissible under the same thing. But at the time, um, this was retail, so you had to apply for change of use for um, for it to be a cafe bar type setup. Mm. Um, and then that meant so you you basically had to put a planning application in, didn't you? Mm. And 
so that triggered up a kind of a, then a, a chain of other things that we had to do because um, uh, because there's a flat upstairs there were certain restrictions on because there used to be an outside toilet out the back but they didn't want us keeping that as an outside toilet right. because of the resident upstairs no, for example yeah. so that then triggered a whole chain of things that we have to do and then that required that we have an accessible toilet so we had to build a second toilet and so I did end up being a slightly bigger job than we anticipated to begin begin with Mm. Um, but having said that actually having both toilets is pretty handy when we're busy so um, so yeah it was probably a good thing in the end yeah no one, no one ever expects that. They all have smiles on their faces on the photos and the top. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because there's just a pint of beer out of shot or something to tell yeah, you. Yeah. And also it was, I mean, you'd come to see it quite a few times before I came down. And um, it was in the, it was in quite a state when we took it on. Mm-hmm. The, the, this, the, the, especially the front room, which was the main shop area. Um, and... Uh, and I just couldn't see it at all. I couldn't. I was like, "Oh my lord, what's what are we letting ourselves in for here?" <laughs> and um, and it was. And but you really had a clear vision for how it could be. Yeah. I think. Um, and um, so I think yeah, it was great that you had that because I think I would have. I, I might have not seen. I don't think I'd have seen it. Yeah. And um, we. I mean, we. We didn't know day, day book that well. Um, and so it was always a bit of a risk but um, it definitely feels like we've filled this little gap for the residents in this area for the local community yeah that's been the most satisfying thing really it has really yeah so we had no you know I walked into this shabby run down little shop um, the first time and thinking Daybrook I mean who lives in Daybrook it just felt like it was on the Mansfield Road, busy, but you don't realise actually how many houses there are around and yeah. how many, you know, that there is actually, um, you know, a group of people who were looking for a, a friendly um, pub with good beer and that they didn't have already in, yeah. in close walking distance. So yeah, it's good. I mean, because yeah. you know, certainly after having been in a few times, you've definitely got the footfall, but. Obviously, that you know that's that's been many years in the making. Um, I mean, one of the things that always makes me smile when I walk in is the the sound of the opening hours. Mm-hmm. So it just has ish at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we will close when we want to. Thank you very much. Um, so, what what's the other sort of attractions or the, the good things about a micro pub? Do you think it's nice being in the business? It's a very friendly business um, dealing with the microbrewers mainly um, we almost always buy directly from the breweries yeah, don't we yeah. so or, or, and some breweries tend to swap with other breweries further afield so that's how you can get some a mix of beer yeah but yeah it's mainly local breweries we deal with um, but they're all dead friendly all willing to give you advice and um, helpful and you know, if you've got any problems, always help you sort them out and stuff. So um, that's really satisfying as well. It is. It's nice. Uh, you know, every time you 
you know, making a call or emailing somebody else in the trade, it's, you know, you know it's going to be a nice interaction, it's going to be pleasant and, you know, it's very rare you have to have a difficult <laughs> conversation <laughs> with anybody, <laughs> you know, and then you get to go and hang out with them at beer festivals and yeah. things, which is, all, which is fun as well. Mixing business with pleasure, which yeah. is always a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as, as you said, sort of as well, the community around here as well, because it always seems to be sort of. Maybe it's just because I come in the same day every week, but it always seems to be the same same faces in here as well. Yeah, we've got um, we've got a core, I would say, of yeah. really loyal uh, customers who've well, they've seen us through this last few years, definitely. But you know, they that's become. You know, we've become part of their lives. Mm. You know, it's not just a place where they come for a pint. It's they've made friends and connections here through being in the pub. So, especially thinking about the people that live just really local to us, they might recognise each other's faces, but they hadn't spoken to each other until they started coming in the pub and seeing each other in here. Yeah. And now there is a big, there's a friendship group of people who, you know, even even when they're not here, they hang out together. Yeah. You know, so. That is really satisfying, actually. The love of beer is always a good conversation start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good. The number of birthday parties and celebrations and things like that we've hosted for people. We've also converted a few people to To real beer. A few lager drinkers (laughs) have come Uh, over. Come over from the dark side, which is good. I mean, obviously as well, you know, we've got the, the pub dog sitting to our left and right here at the moment, but... You know, and so, so with it being a dog-friendly pub, I think that probably attracts, you know, a certain kind of punter, which is good. Yeah, yeah, it can get a bit, get a bit dog-heavy sometimes. <laughs> we, ha- we have to apologise about our dog again, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes there's been times when there's been more dogs than people. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a couple of customers who've got, like, one who uh, used to come in regularly, he's got three dogs, and another customer who's had a whippet and then they bred her so they've got now got two of those puppies so I think they've only tried to come in with all of them once and it was a bit yeah. full on <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. There's, there's obvious good sides to, to running a micro puppet but any sort of drawbacks that you've come across or you don't I'm make a lot of money do we <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to retire to the Bahamas anytime soon that's for sure job for love not for money yeah yeah. but it you know it's it doesn't feel like a job sometimes I mean there's a lot of things to do beyond the scenes isn't there a lot of work and you know form filling and accounts and that side of it maintenance and stuff but yeah I mean it's it pays it's definitely paid its way Mm. when the first day we opened the door we didn't have a bean left we'd put all of our money into getting this place set up and so we hadn't sold the beer that week my salary was going to have to buy the beer for the following week but thankfully we um we did all right our first weekend we could go and buy some more beer right we talked about uh, the fact that you could choose your own opening hours what about holidays that a drawback when you or a problem when you're running a um, probably because we run it together that it's more tricky for us to get time off together we um, 
we started the very first year we opened we opened in August and as I say I was still at work and so you, it was mainly you wasn't it it was and by <laughs> Christmas he was absolutely knackered <laughs> so we, um, we, did, we decided to have a week off in January and in fact I, there were still jobs we needed to do here yeah. weren't there um, so we did we, so we closed for the first week of January and then we've just kept that as the kind of traditional closure time and extends it to two weeks so we have a couple of weeks off in January and a few years we've had a week off in August but otherwise it's mainly been as chop- taking it in turns to do things mm. um, but you know that's partly our choice that we've we haven't um, had any regular staff working with us um, well certainly not for the first four or five years yeah. we've got part-time barman who which is a great help now um, but yeah that I guess that's but that's kind of similar for anybody running their own business if it's a small family business I guess yeah so yeah take yourself letting go of the reins for a little bit and yeah having some downtime yeah yeah I mean we tend to get time off together during the week kind of thing um, yeah. Dog walks and stuff like that. So that's quite nice. You're not. Yeah, I like. You're uh, not under pressure in the mornings or. No. Apart from I, the odd delivery. Yeah. yeah. I like not being in the Monday to Friday nine to five anymore. Yeah. Having a lot more flexibility in your week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's easier to run your own schedule, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Well, we're looking at the beer board here in the bar. The application. So I'm just making my choice for tomorrow for my reserve table. Anything you should, anything you recommend? <laughs> Ooh, the late style is my favourite at the minute. It's probably not not the most popular style. It's six percent ESB. Okay. From Thornbridge, um, probably one of the bigger breweries we deal with, but it's a really nice, strong, multi bitter, balanced with some hops. Um, yeah, that's my particular favourite. I mean, it's not a session beer. Mm. Um, not yeah. one of the, if you've got a car as well. Looking no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good job I'm walking down tomorrow night. Then. Yeah. Okay. I'll have a pint of that waiting for me tomorrow evening then, please. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks to both of you for appearing on the podcast today. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, I'll see you tomorrow evening. Thanks, Craig. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Cheerio. Thanks. Thanks to Matt and Lucy for being such wonderful guests. If you liked what you've listened to, please review, comment and leave a rate of five stars to spread the word. Please also subscribe so you get the next podcast the minute it comes out. Tune in next time for more things travel, food and booze related from Nottingham and beyond.